And I always say, if you feed your moon in your chart and you really um, pay attention to it and go towards those things, everything else kind of falls into place. Hey guys, I'm Allie Moresco, and I'm here with my co-host, Cindy Lufred, and this is Slightly Spiritual. Are you curious about dipping your toe into the realm of spirituality, but not ready to drop $1,000 on crystals? We have got you. Grab your adult beverage of choice and join spiritual medium, Cindy Lufred, and health advocate, Allie Moresco, for unfiltered, soulful conversations with a healthy dose of wine, curiosity, and laughter, of course. Grounded in a passion for genuine human connections, we will discuss the good, bad, ugly, and the odd around all things wellness, spiritual, and woo-woo with each other and our occasional guest. We aim to bring modern spirituality into your daily routine to help empower your life. Spoiler alert, we are all slightly spiritual. How do I begin to describe my... Lauren, no, she's amazing. Um... (laughs) I've known Lauren for, how has it been? Has it been like three years now? Yeah, three or four. Yeah, three. Oh my God. Like that doesn't, I mean, time flies. So I know. Lauren is an amazing astrologer, human design reader. Uh, she and I bonded over having similar, uh, I guess, paths in life of being in the corporate world, but our heart, you know, longing for the spiritual <laughs> side of things and just really, you know, that's where our passions lie. So we bonded over all of that. And, um, yeah, she's absolutely amazing and freaks me out. Like the first time, well, I don't want to get too far into it. The first time we sat down, I was like, how do you know this by looking at planets? Like that literally was how I described my reading with her. I was like, she knows things by looking at planets. And I just like, so now this is sounding a little familiar to when I met you oh, yeah, and I exactly. said, how do you do what you do? Yeah. And you were like, what? So yeah. it's not that uncommon is what I'm getting here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I don't want to get too far into it because we might talk about it later, but, um, yeah, Lauren just knows so much about like you, when you meet her, you feel like you've known her forever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. From yeah. the readings that she does. So yeah, it's amazing. No. I don't know how she does it. I agree. It's- I've had. I'm a fan girl. I'm a fan. I'm open and honest about it. Um, Lauren, thanks for joining us, aka the modern astrologer, as you might know her on social. Um, thanks for getting slightly spiritual with us. We're excited. Of course. I'm obsessed with you girls too, so I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> so I want to ask you, I was reading on the modern astrologer website that your astrology, your intrigue with it dates like way back to when you were a little kid talking to your grandmother, which I think is so neat. And she used to tell you, you're an old soul. You're going to be all over the place in like a nice way and a loving way. And I know you say on the site, you were quote lost AF, which like, all <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so I want to know at what point did you really start like understanding astrology and like dipping your toe into it as more than just like a hobby? Yeah. So my grandmother, it's funny, I grew up in a really interesting juxtaposition of um, my mom's side, which I'm extremely close to, tons of cousins, Irish Catholic. And then my dad's side, also Catholic, but his mom was a palm reader, had a crystal ball, um, did handwriting analysis, astrology. And so we would always 
you know, once a year go see Grammy and bring literally like letters that boyfriends had wrote. And she would tell us about them based on their handwriting, look at charts. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. So, and she wouldn't hold back. She's a little more blunt. She's like, oh, this will never work. Even if I was like totally in love. (laughs) um, Better about my delivery. So was there ever anyone that you were like, this is the one love of my life. And she was like, nope, not this one. No, it was funny. It was like, the one she was talking about, definitely, it was not the one. So funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, at the time I thought so, but I didn't really take it like harshly. Um, But so I always remembered her rant. She was so political. She just passed away last year. So um, she was so feisty, dropped the F-bombs a lot. Sound familiar? That's totally me. Um, and she was, you know, at the same time, extremely intuitive. And she used to talk about, I just remember being a kid, just loving to be in her home and listening to this hilarity. She's like a chain smoker, talking about politics, but spiritual. <laughs> and uh-huh. she, a lot of times would bring up the term Saturn return. And throw it off like, oh, well, they're going through Saturn return. Everything's going to change. And just kind of that mentality. And so when I started going through Saturn return, there was this huge interest of being like, I need to figure this out because I know I'm going through it. And so I went down the rabbit hole. I didn't even know how to find out the date of my Saturn return at that time. I didn't even know what it meant. But that is when it opened up for me. So Saturn return happens between 28 and 30. And I had just gone through a huge shift of like moving in with my, just by myself. Um, I got a brand new job. I started doing astrology all during that time. And so I guess that was like five and a half years ago that I started teaching myself astrology. Um, And I did it in a really nonlinear way. It was just kind of like follow my curiosity. So you touched on how my grandma mentioned you're going to be kind of all over the place. That's kind of how my mind works. It's a little ADD. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, I want to learn about Venus. And then I did it in a really non-logical way. And then I would learn the next. And then it was like this big aha moment of now when I look at a chart, I just kind of start channeling in a way of putting all the pieces together. It's a giant puzzle if you really look at it that way. Um, but that's kind of where it started. And it's never stopped. It's was something when I met Cindy we were both kind of in a similar position of like a little bit like didn't want to own it fully wave that flag of like the spiritual like out there um yeah but I just learned to own it and the more I did the more support I got maybe not from those original people that were judging but a whole new group of awesome people hey it only lowers their vibe to judge right (laughs) yeah I guess I don't know yeah so wait I want to hear about Cindy has a note here your gram is here well I was just saying we should talk like the first like the first like first off how Lauren and I met and I won't go too deep in this because I know we don't have so much time but the how Lauren and I met like the person and then the first time we really met are both like hilarious stories so like I don't know when, when I met her, a friend of mine who I don't speak to anymore, but, but like out of love, like it just, I mean, we just kind of like stopped hanging out. 
she was like, oh, I have this person you should meet. She's looking for an aura camera and I know you just bought one. Oh, and that's yeah. how we got connected. And Lauren, you met her at a party? Yes. Yeah, so one of my best gal friends, Lenore, was having a birthday party and this girl was there. And the minute somebody finds out I'm an astrologer, that's all they want to talk to me about. <laughs> and so I'm like, ah. um, but I had just come back from a New York trip getting an aura photo and I was dead set on finding an aura camera to buy. And um, she was just like, I have a friend that has one. I was like, shut up. She, I, when I search it in Chicago, it's, I haven't found her. And so she's like, I'll connect you guys. And it was funny because I had pulled cards about getting this aura camera and the tarot was just like, no, there's something about competition. And don't oh, do it. that's so funny. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we, and we got introed on Instagram, I believe, Cindy. And yeah. then it okay. took us like months to actually meet. Yes. But the minute we met in the park, like, <laughs> I just remember now I know you so well, this is hilarious, but birds, no one else's table had birds on them. All of a sudden, like 12 birds were sitting on our table and Cindy <laughs> was like panicking. She's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's my grandma. Totally. <laughs> I was like, why are these birds coming to us? I don't want any of the birds. I was like, no. no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah. And then I ended up like channeling your grandmother a little bit that day. I remember mm -hmm. in the park. I don't remember what I said, but I was just like, your gram's here. Like, <laughs> she's here. Yeah. And that, that's my mom's mom. So it's funny. What was so cool about you channeled that day. I remember you said she's really, really excited about your business and what you're doing. And she's the really Catholic one. And so yeah. that really made me feel really good because I knew that about her, but some of the family on that side that I'm, I'm so obsessed with still doesn't like me to talk about it. They still have an issue with it at the end of the day. So to hear that, that day was really, really just sweet. Cause I know in the back of my mind that she supports whatever any of us did. She had like 20 grandkids and now they're all reproducing. There's so many of us. <laughs> so she doesn't have judgment towards it. So that made me feel great. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. We'll have to do a part two of this because I know on our list of topics, one of the things is spirituality and religion. Oh, I can talk for days. It's things and ooh, I, we might have to do, yeah. yeah, we might have to do a part two. On yeah. That Cause it's, so, um, astrology is all over the Bible. It's like predates oh religion. Oh, all right. Well, okay. we're going to have to come back. <laughs> all right. If all right. Put Stay up tuned for that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren, on a very basic level, so obviously that's why this podcast is called Slightly Spiritual because I am slightly spiritual and Cindy is the whole shebang of spiritual. But for people tuning in that are still dipping their toe in and are like me, slightly spiritual, what it, what is like the basic definition of astrology? Because we hear the term thrown around so much. So how I view astrology, and by the way, it's so much more than like your sun sign. That's what people tend to say like, oh, my birthday's this day. I'm a Libra, et cetera. That's your sun sign. And so that kind of got really big in the Western culture, like reading the magazines and it's just being kind of blanket statements for each sign. Mm -hmm. But astrology, you have what's called a birth chart and it's based on the time of, um, time of your birth, the date and the city. And so it basically pulls like the sky, like a screenshot of the sky when you're born and where the planets are placed in the zodiac signs, which is constellations and how they're angled to each other 
really tells a really, really deep, intense story of you. I like to view astrology. I just say it's like the ultimate um, self-awareness tool. Mm -hmm. And I personally, as an astrologer, my take on it is there is, you know, the high vibration, like the really mature side of all planets and signs. And then there's that little bit more low vibe, unaware side. And that's where free will comes in. And so we're always able, you know, your chart is very much kind of set in stone, but we all have free will to kind of either go after what your chart, because your chart will basically tell you, here are your strengths. Here's what you should, like your highest vibration of career, type of partner you should be with. All of it is in there, like your communication style, your love language, all of it. But we can choose if we'd rather, you know, listen to, you know, our conditioning over our soul, so to speak. So in a nutshell, I maybe went a little too um, high level, but it is a, a snapshot of the sky and it is so much more than your sun sign. Imagine the sun sign being like one of the 80 things I would go over in a reading. Yeah. And the, one of the things you told me when I first met you was that you explained the difference between a sun sign, a moon sign and a rising sign. And like one's like how you relate to the world and one's like how other people see you. Can you just quickly just explain those? Yeah. Three? Perfect question because I call those the big three and I start every reading with that. And so your rising sign, and this is um, the beginning of your chart, whatever sign is there, this is the vibe you're giving off to the world. It's your first impression. So when you're really interacting people with people for the first time, they're picking up on this energy. It is also how you take on life. And so it is your decision-making marker. It typically perfectly aligns with human design strategy and authority, which is funny. Um, but it's, it's how you take on life. It's how you move through. It's your outer persona. Once people get to know you as a friend, they pick up more on your sun sign, which is the one that everybody's aware of. And that's more of your ego personality, how you like joke, how you are as a friend, how you move through life. And um, I don't know, your overall like fun vibe. And then your moon sign, I always say is the most deep part of you. It's that third layer. And this is who you are to your core once you feel really comfortable and vulnerable around people because the moon is basically your emotional self, what you emotionally need. And I always say, if you feed your moon in your chart and you really um, pay attention to it and go towards those things, everything else kind of falls into place. And so the reason why I kind of emphasize the moon as well is it's the most subtle. It is, you know, easy to ignore because we, you know, interact with more of our like physical um, planets like Mars, Mercury, Sun, but the moon is that quiet, true self that you possess. So, and then um, what houses those fall into are also a big deal, but those are the big three. And so if you don't know, um, kind of, if you're starting from scratch, if you find out your sun, moon rising and kind of just research, like say your moon is in Taurus, you, you know, there's so much information on that. And that's going to resonate a lot about what you need to feel your most like woosah cozy self is your moon sign love that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very interesting now my brain is like just going <laughs> well this is something i was going to ask you and this i don't know do you sometimes this is the things i think about when i'm like i don't know in the shower or something <laughs> <laughs> which are so like do you think 
that where the planets are in the world and the universe, like kind of predetermine or dictate like how you're going to show up in the world. And I know there's free will, but you're not going to really like, do most people pretty much fall into matching what like their moon sign is, their sun sign is when you meet them? Or do you think it's something that shows up to like more or less to help us? Like the planets are there to kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I got distracted here, but like bring, like do we choose the planet? clarity. No, yeah. it's, we choose the planet to the planet shoots us. <laughs> Like, I, I, it's like, it's like, you know, this and it's like the soul contract of like, when you choose to enter this world, I think that's your chart. And so, okay. you know, when you're, when you're reading people, you're basically reading them without a chart. I read them with the chart, if that makes sense. Yes. But yes. Um, the chart, what I like about it for people, it is such a tool as far as what's going on currently in the sky. And that gets, you know, I don't know how far we want to go, but that's a transit. And then your chart never changes, but what's going on constantly in the sky is always changing. And so if you get to know your chart and you understand where is this current thing happening for me, you can prepare and you can be more of that high vibe that I speak of. And then for your birth chart, say your moon, we'll just use my moon as an example. Moon in Gemini, this is the kind of um, curious, about everything you need to learn. You can multitask, you're very adaptable, but it's in the eighth house of things that are hidden below the surface, the mystical, etc. So to go towards my moon, I'm supposed to be very curious and learn a lot of things about the hidden world. And that's gonna make me feel more comfortable. If I didn't know these things, I could just be, you know, um, the, the negative side of a Gemini moon could have anxiety, overthinking, um, you know, this, this inability to follow through, which when you would get a reading, I would tell you it's correct for a Gemini moon to not necessarily follow through if you're no longer curious about it. Does that make sense? It's kind of like, yeah. once you know your chart, you can learn how to utilize it in the, the best, highest vibe way. But it is predetermined if, if that answers your question. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And there's no like, bad signs although i have one that i don't like um <laughs> based on dating by dating history Wait, what are you again my sun and moon are capricorn and my rising is cancer oh my god god bless you jesus christ <laughs> i just like don't even yeah i know lauren she's like well yeah i mean freaking god what? bless lauren because she tells me all these things and i know and she reminds me i literally I lauren's talking and i'm like she's so smart <laughs> oh Smart about astrology, yes, but uh, many uh, things. Yeah, but there are some. Sure, you were. There are some horoscopes. No, not that. Okay. There are some horoscope signs that I don't love based on dating, um, you know, experiences in my life, and so I feel like there are some that aren't great. But Lauren, you always speak to those high and low aspects of all oh, yeah. the different yeah, oh, I'm sure. aspects. I'm I'm a big defender of all signs because, <laughs> and and here's the thing we if we it, it's so funny whenever i do workshops i go through all the signs i'm like there are signs that most people hate but yeah. then what do you know maybe your moon is in that sign so watch <laughs> out type of thing um but it's because you probably interacted with somebody that was clearly low vibe version and um the three most hated signs or the i would say the two most hated signs uh gemini and scorpio Yep. Oh, I'm and not one of them. Scorpio was the one I was thinking of. I thought of. for sure you were going to say Aries. No. For no. Sure. They're great. Well, because 
I know that like we're fire signs and we're fiery and like I I would like to think I'm a nice person the number one thing I hear from people though is like oh my god I was so afraid of you like you're nothing like I thought Mm -hmm. you were gonna be I'm like I absolutely like if you're an asshole I'm gonna be an asshole back yeah but like I'd like I'm a nice person that's your manifester that's your human design and that's proper for people to like be intimidated or like eh you're filtering them away. But no, Aries, um, Aries high vibe, they're like bold, initiative, get out of my way, like independent, get shit done. I'm making little like punching things right now. (laughs) To me, it's just like, I feel like like Moira on like shit creek or something. (laughs) Like I'm like, yeah, get it done. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) But yeah, I, um, Scorpio is funny. I was raised by two Scorpios and my rising sign is Scorpio. So like, I'm a defender of Scorpios, even though I'd argue that my parents were low vibe my whole childhood. <laughs> now my mom's high vibe Scorpio. Um, and yeah, I have a Gemini moon. So I'm a defender of those signs. Those probably literally get the most bad rep. But um, I post on my Instagram the high vibe and low vibe of each sign. So if you guys are hearing this and you want to know like a sign that you hated, go look at the high vibe of it. And um, just know that even if somebody was kind of like, ugh, you hated that, they could mature into the high vibe. And then once again, these are just sun signs. So you could be like really, Cindy, you mentioned a Scorpio. Yeah. You could have been reacting to like their Mars was on top of your moon. And so like they just really irritated you or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, like something was going on. Yeah, much more than the than the sun. I also just realized that a lot of my other relationships were like Gemini too. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, kind of odd. Um, real quick. Um, you mentioned human design like twice. So just for context, do you just want to give a brief description? Because we kind of wanted to keep this focused on astrology because I just I mean I love astrology. Um, but just a brief description of what the difference is and like maybe what you'd use each one for, just in case other people are curious. Oh, totally. And um, I'm a astrology is my favorite. <laughs> so oh, I was gonna ask you about a favorite. That answers that question. There we go. Oh yeah. So astrology, I would say. If you're just starting out, astrology is where you'd want to start. There's so many more layers. It's like, um, you know, getting to know every part of you. There's so many. And if you ever have questions of like, why am I so chill with my friendships? But then I get a little like needy in partnerships. Like it's because it's different part of your chart. So really a great self-awareness tool. It can tell you what type of job you should be in, what type of partner you should be with, um, all these kind of things. And then human design, I say, is that next step. If you're already pretty self-aware, and I find a lot of like um, Virgo people like human design because it's a how-to guide. And so it's kind of like, okay, I know myself now. How do I utilize my energy properly? That's where human design I tend to take into effect because it's, you know, there's in a nutshell, the most simplified version of human design, how I could describe it is it's, it's taking in a lot of spiritual modalities, astrologies included in it. But it's basically showing you, based on your type and energy, how you should make your decisions. So we've all been kind of trained that, like, you make your decisions logically, but with human design, it is not that way. So you, everybody in human design has a type. It's similar to astrology's sun sign. There's many people that have the same type as you, but as you get deeper into human design, it gets much more specific to you. But yeah, it's how to 
how to realign with your most authentic self and use your energy and your most, I don't know, the way that life will kind of unfold for you rather than by meeting resistance. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like mm -hmm. that. I like that too. Wait, can we jump back to the Saturn return? I was just about to go there. Okay. <laughs> telepathy. Oh, telepathy. Um, yeah, I, I see a lot of clients. In fact, I had like two today that were going through Saturn return. And they and I, I said their age. I'm like, are you like 28, 29? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're hitting Saturn return. And they're like, what? So <laughs> speak for a moment about what that is. And mm -hmm. also kind of as you go into high vibe, low vibe for that, like, what is, what can people expect from it? And also like what to watch out for and how they can navigate. I it. remember last year in my session, Lauren do it, talking about my Saturn return, which I'll hit in 2021 and being like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't fear it. So a lot of things, what you read, including myself, this is what started my journey of teaching myself astrology is like this kind of like brace yourself fear around Saturn return. Yeah. But Honestly, how I describe it, Saturn in your chart, just to give a little brief that is um, responsibility, hard work, effort. And he feels kind of like a bah humbug, like why do I have to work this hard? And during Saturn return, this is when Saturn in the sky has come back to where it was when you were born. And Saturn moves pretty freaking slow. So the Saturn return process starts 28 years pretty much from when you were born. It's direct really at like 29, depending on retrogrades. And then you kind of are finishing up around 30, the lessons. And so wherever Saturn is in your birth chart, that's where you have this karmic lesson. And during Saturn return for everyone, it doesn't matter where it is for you. It's a time when your soul just kind of can no longer be working hard, which is Saturn themes, towards things that do not align with your destiny, your soul, things that light you up. And so it's time when everybody kind of has this kind of wake up call. And I've found that Saturn return, regardless of good or bad, you're going to be working your ass off is kind of the vibe because it's a lot of work and responsibility. But if you're kind of listening to your soul and like, what do I really want to do? And kind of working hard towards that, your Saturn return will up level you. It's kind of like this, I call him the grumpy grandpa because he's like, do it hard, do it right. And it's just like, Ugh. but he's the grandpa because he wants the best for you. So if you're working hard, he will up level you. If you're ignoring things, say that you have a job where your boss undermines you is, you know, totally you hate and dread going into work. Or if you're in a partnership where you know that it is not equal and there you feel insecurity or there's a lot of just like low energy in that relationship some return will come around and just be like okay you weren't listening it's time to kind of knock you off your feet a little bit but it's always for the better so i remember when cindy i read your chart i was like did you have this relationship end during Saturn return mm -hmm. and um she had and it was just like well that was good that wasn't your correct karmic destiny and so if you ever like hung on to that in any way. I want you to release it. Um, so yeah, Saturn return. It's when our soul can no longer just like working our butt off towards things that don't matter. So you'll notice a lot of people changing jobs around that time, um, moving, buying homes, getting engaged, getting married, you know, big life shakes, like having kids. Um, but where it falls for you, and this is where a reading would tell you is like, 
the aspects, meaning how Saturn is interacting in your chart, will really tell me what in your life would shift and if it would be kind of um, tough and how you could prepare for it. And by the way, there's nothing ever scary in my readings. It's always like the, <laughs> the harshest thing I'll say is like, okay, these four months will be a little bit emotionally draining. So I really want you to like give back to yourself and do more um, self-care during that time. And so that you don't ignore that part of you. That's about as harsh as Saturn return would get. Um, but yeah, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I love it. I I also found that for me, Saturn return, because I didn't know about it till really after I had been through it. And then looking back, I was like, oh, that explains why I broke up with that guy, why I was like not feeling fulfilled in my career anymore, why like every year for the three years I was in New York, people kept, I kept trying to get pushed out. Like I kept getting job opportunities other places because uh, I was in New York at the time and I ended up leaving. Now I'm in Chicago and very happy, but it was like, hello, you're not, this is not your, you're not meant to be here. Like, it's fine. You do a little stop here, but like, you got to keep it. And at the end of my Saturn returns, when I bought my camera, like I started my business. So uh, oh, it was, it was like two or something. So it was at the end of it. And usually I tell people anything that kind of, um, the conception, we talked about this last night, Cindy, the conception of an idea during Saturn return, the initiative of working hard towards something those are things you need to pay attention to because that will stick. Yeah. So whatever you begin in Saturn return, Saturn is longevity. Mm -hmm. It's hard work that lasts over efforts. So whatever you start, like I started my astrology business during Saturn return. Cindy started her business during Saturn return. Like yeah. that's something to pay attention to. I love that. That's really neat. That yeah. makes me very happy. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never heard you say it like that, Lauren. So I love that. Yeah, it's a sound of longevity. It's mm -hmm. it's slow and steady, kind of frustratingly slow, um, but it's for the best in the long run. Great yeah, comment. and I always I always describe it lately to my clients as. Saturn like rules responsibility, like you said, and I always say it's holding you accountable for what your soul came in to do in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what it's doing. And it's like, exactly. this wasn't in your, your blueprint. What are you doing? That kind of thing. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Damn it. Love it. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find it. So I was telling Cindy knows her. I was working today with Emily, um, who works for me and is also doing all the work for like our podcast website and branding and stuff. And she's like now obsessed with Cindy and I was telling her about you. And now she like also has a minor obsession with you. Um, so she asked me, she's like, so she, Lauren can predict the future. And I was like, well, I think that maybe is overly simplifying it, but like, would you consider your astrology readings? Is it like predicting the future or when you read someone's astrology, not so, so no, not educated, not as educated on it. So astrology is, I can definitely see time windows of opportunity always. And so I can definitely see, it's not like a prediction. It's like, for me, it's like patterns and trends and adding it up. Um, yeah. Astrology can definitely show me like, Oh, I think, this eclipse is going to change your job. If you get an opportunity to move out of nowhere during this eclipse, like don't freak out. That's properly shifting you. Okay. So I can definitely see pivots 
in life, but here's where free will comes in. You can choose not to take those windows of opportunity. And that's when people can definitely just kind of be content and stick with what they're doing. But yeah, there's a little bit of um, predictions with timelines, but it's okay. not like a precise psychic by any means, if that might make sense. No, that does make sense. I mean, even Cindy says like the future can always change. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I always say I'm not a psychic and I'm not a fortune teller. I'm simply, like, when I read for people, I'm simply looking at the paths that are laid out in front of you and which one's like in your highest and best good to take, yeah. but you always are one that's most likely to take, but you always have free will of mm -hmm. which one, where you want to go. So I think Lauren, you're saying kind of the same thing. Like you can see the windows of opportunity, but it's up to you to like make that choice. Yeah. yeah, or even be in a, a good enough vibration. So like if there's a love transit coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of love transits come and go and no love popping in. And so that's just a sign of like, you know, getting subconsciously ready or like maybe some transits like a Venus transit could be an up level in your self-worth, whether that's through love or through money. It depends on how it operates. I tend to always get it through like self-worth and money. And I'm like, where's my love Venus? <laughs> so um, that's where the, the psychic is not the thing. I can just see it. Yeah. Opportunities of time is very you're, clear with astrology. You're very intuitive though. Yeah. Um, sometimes oh. the things that come out of my mouth during readings, I'm like, what? And they're like, <laughs> shocked. So I, but that's the, looking at a chart kind of puts me in that, that space, if that makes sense. Do you feel like the more, the more you've gotten deeper into astrology and human design, the more intuitive you've become, or have you always been that way? Uh, definitely. It's made me more intuitive. Okay. Love it. And well, it's definitely, and Cindy, you can speak to this. It's like once I always tell people of like, if it's almost like a muscle you have to continue to work at. And the more you trust it, the more it will show up for you. And so I just, I trust it now. Whereas before I might hold back saying something. Um, and now I might just even say like an example of a company to give them an idea of like, um, I was basically trying to say like, this is the type of job you should be in, but I would say a company name. And they're like, that's where I just interviewed. So oh. yeah, that kind of stuff will come out. And I'm just like, okay, just going to trust it and kind of turn off the logic a bit um, and step into that way. And we share a lot of clients and I'll like one that we talked about, we were talking about last night, we were together. I had a client that was came to me first and she kept saying, well, I don't really love what I'm doing. Like yeah. I do my own business, but it doesn't feel right. And I was like, it's something, your purpose is something you do every day that you don't even think about. Like yeah. that's uh -huh. what you're meant to be doing. And you're still going to own your own business, but it's not quite what you're, you're not like a niche yet. Yeah. And then she went and saw Lauren and Lauren, I forget what you said. But she, she told me, so Cindy and I, we always joke, we had a nickel every time somebody's like, Lauren said that, Cindy said that. Yeah. And it's like, well, um, Better we pay attention. <laughs> yeah. If, if we have the same message, which it literally happens every time, double pay attention. But yeah. this was a unique one where it was like our combined intuition gave her the answer. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, um, I was looking at this, speaking of Venus, I was like telling her her career and in this certain way, it was just like Taurus and 11th Venus, 10th house ruler. I was just like something with kind of like high end, think of like expensive bougie vibe. 
And then she she's like, well, Cindy mentioned it was something I do in my everyday life. And I was like, well, what do you do every morning when you first wake up? She's like, I check my bank accounts and like all my savings and my plans. I go, okay, there we go. I said expensive and bougie, but tourist rules money. And so she's a financial advisor for like groups of people is kind of the aha moment that was pieced together. So that's like how we work together in that, in that scenario. And yeah. I also just want to point out that like people come to us, I feel like it happens to you too, Lauren. People always mm-hmm. come to us like want, they think they want the answers. Mm-hmm. They're like, is this my forever? Am I going to get engaged? Is he coming back to me? He mm-hmm. goes to me, but is he going to come back? And like a lot of times I can clearly see what's going to happen, but how helpful is it if I say something, but they don't have the consciousness or they're not in the headspace to receive they're that information. Ready. Yeah, they're not ready. They're yeah, not that's ready. a nice way of putting it. Yeah. They're not ready. <laughs> so, you know, if this is like a good example where like they came to me, they sat on a little bit and they went and saw Lauren, they got more information. It's like sometimes you have to follow the breadcrumbs. We can't just be telling you everything. It would kind of take the fun out of life. So yeah. especially when people come to me for like love, like I have examples of people like last year where I clearly saw they were not meant to be this person yet they're sitting there telling me about like I'm gonna get engaged or we're looking at engagement rings well they broke up because I like knew it wasn't gonna but I couldn't I mean it's not so helpful if I you know tell them every little thing so I think that's also important for like astrology and with like any kind of reading that like you you have to be ready for it and it also you can't expect everyone to just give you all the answers because that kind of defeats the purpose of you learning the lesson around it yeah yeah That's why I feel like with love, I kind of like when someone's single um, so I can tell them the high vibe type of partner their chart wants for them. But then I also tell them the low vibe that they can very much pull in. And those are the tests that they need to pass. And so instead of saying like, you know, this one's the one you're going to get married, I prefer to give them the, you know, the heads up of like, this is what your potential partner could be like this is what you're worthy of so let's work towards that rather than settling for this low version low vibe that can that can come in so great way of explaining it Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and that was one of the things I remember from the first reading you did for me Lauren you're like you really attract like international men or he's gonna be like kind of like different in some way or have a different background and I like died laughing because that's my friends all joke all like international men I I can't explain it if they're in a bar and I'm in a bar they find me like it doesn't matter where (laughs) in the world or like what's going on like I just have always been attracted to like European or like men from Africa like Africa like I can't I cannot explain it like yeah. It's insane. So you said that the first time I said that, like, you didn't know me. And you mentioned nope. that in my chart. And I was like, what? Can, we, like, <laughs> can you attract in a guy that lives in like Italy or something, preferably like maybe Tuscany? I'm working on it. Somewhere okay, nice we're on it. <laughs> that I can visit you at. And then that I know what I'm trying to get at. Wait, what was that, Lauren? And then that he would have a best friend for me to date. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, we're working on it. We're working we on all it. need to get to work on this. We're working on it. <laughs> Um, all right. I know we've had Lauren for quite a while now, so we will wrap it up after this question. Okay. Sorry. Trick, trick there. Um, there's obviously been a lot of shit going on and I don't want to talk specifically about any one thing because we're not sure. I think that this will come out after the election for those Mm -hmm. that are listening, but this was recorded prior and Lauren has been like my Bible on what's going to happen literally and figuratively. (laughs) <laughs> Are there any astrological transits like 
coming up in like the later winter months that we need to be aware of or that we should be like researching or looking into for our charts? Yeah, the best thing that I always tell people to really look at are the eclipses. And so sometimes if we, we aren't familiar with astrology, we hear eclipses and you're like, oh, that only happens here and there like that we can see. But in astrology, they happen twice a year. They come in twos and it's a full, you know, every month we have a full moon and a new moon. When it's an eclipse, think of like a full moon and a new moon, but kind of on steroids. It's like a big, intense shift in your chart. And so there's one November 30th and then December 14th. November 30th is the full moon eclipse. So it's like it impacts two parts of your chart. And there's this like, you know, it wants to shift, get rid of the old to bring in something new. And then December 14th is a new moon eclipse. And so that's a big dose of brand new energy. So where that falls in your chart, you know, and I have on my Instagram where to find things in your chart. Everybody can look up a free chart at astro.com um, and you can get your chart. And finding out where these eclipses fall will really show you where the shift would be. And then um, the quote unquote great conjunction <laughs> of Jupiter and Saturn is a big one at the end of the year. I think it's the 21st. But why it's so important is, you know, wherever Saturn moves through the sky, we touched on this with Saturn return, is where we all have to work really hard at. It's going to be entering Aquarius, which rules over connections, people, collaborating, um, technology, like equality, like all the connectedness. And there's just going to be this big, powerful conjunction there at the end of the year. So within, I'd say, three weeks, we're getting some really major energy at the end of the year to kind of shift things. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but spring 2021 feels really good. Okay. Well, yeah. you're always right, so I believe you. The same oh. way I believe you. <laughs> it's just... I, like what do we we basically say like Cindy and I talked a lot about this in the past but it's like this year yes it's been tough but it's like these necessary shifts that are getting things that I call it that we're just getting shook like to really make changes and so yes it's uneasy any change comes with discomfort but that's when the biggest shifts will happen and so this year is literally like one big discomfort for a lot of people but oh my gosh, so many people are waking up to their purpose. I can't even describe it because of this unease and this discomfort. And so the rest of the year still has some more coming, some more transformations need to be had. Um, but it's undoubtedly gonna, you know, push things into a, a different new way, I think. For the better, I think. Yeah. Well, it's like questioning everything. Like I always say that during Saturn return, it feels like you're questioning everything in life, or at least like the big things in life. And I feel like that's what this whole year has been. It's like people questioning, like, do I really want to live here? Do I really like this job? Do I really like this person that's sleeping next to me every night in my bed? That's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, cause, yeah, because all of our distractions got taken away from us. And it's like, whoa. Um, so, yeah, I, I encourage everybody to kind of look at that and look at the tension and unease that you're feeling and go into that high vibe rather than get sunken into the low vibe of just like, ugh, why, blah, 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 blah. Cause it's just gonna get a little bit more trying. Um, but the best way I can say is like, we can't control really much at all, except for 
how we handle our own energy. So I'd encourage people to, if you're getting really intense or really upset, maybe pull away and ground yourself and just don't get caught up in it. You can control your energy and that's about it. That's, that is the truth. That is fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great advice. Love that. All right, Lauren, thank you so much. You're I welcome. I can't even start to thank you. Like I said, I just listened to you and I listened to me. I'm like, Jesus, you guys are so smart. Um, <laughs> so I can't even really say thanks for getting slightly spiritual with us because we went like, I think full spiritual. We did. We, so, we can't help it. We can't help it. Yeah, we can't help it. And I, yeah, I always, Lauren always makes me feel so good talking to her because it like, it, like I, people always ask me like, how to use astrology? Cause I channel so much information, but I always say it makes, it helps to validate the things that I'm going through in life. So I would say if you're like really struggling or having a rough time, or, like need some validations in your life, like book a reading with Lauren, because that's, I always feel like so good after hearing like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like you're seeing this in like my planets and my charts. Or I'm meant to be going through these things. So yeah, yeah. I highly recommend yeah, you guys totally. are complimentary to each other, that's for sure. And oh, yeah. if anyone listening has any questions for Lauren, you can find her on Instagram at the Modern Astrologer. And we will also put links in the episode description. Um, because there's so only so many questions we can answer because we do not have the same expertise. Thank you guys so much for listening today and thanks Lauren for being with us. Of course, I have to give the usual podcast plug. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please, please go leave us a review on iTunes. We will see you next time. Bye.